0: hey everybody it is november 19th 2017 survivor series and i'm glenn rubenstein here with wrestling Inc's raj Geary and commissioner matt morgan how's it going matt
1: obi-wan morgan tonight i'm outside here uh doing uh the show on my uh porch because my son's inside sleeping so uh it's getting cold here in florida but uh good good win i'm I'm now yeah the commissioner here in district four of
2: longwood very proud
1: of it
0: congrats man that's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, your first show since man. We, you were busy before. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> man, well, well, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, how, how's that going? When do you when do you start? Is that January? My
1: oath of office. I have my oath of office this past uh, Tuesday. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, last Tuesday. This past Tuesday night, and uh, so we've already started. Yeah. Nice.
0: Cool, man. So Survivor Series 2017 tonight. Oh, man. So, uh, did both of you, Matt, Matt, did you watch the pre-show? Any of it?
1: Not the pre-show, no.
0: I mean, not really a lot to cover there, right? I mean, if we go through the results and take it one by one, I mean, look, Elias in uh, his, I can't remember, who did Elias wrestle? Why am I forgetting that? Matt, name? Matt, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, that's right. To a near empty arena, they just opened the doors before they went on. Not much of consequence in that match. Uh, Elias did pick up the
2: win. And man, I him. just wonder how much how much is WWE losing in, in in money just by treating a lot of these guys like Mickey James, Matt Hardy, you know the Dudleys before, as just the the veterans losing to the young guys, as opposed yeah. to using them to their you know uh, full potential. Because there's a lot of money in Matt Hardy. I mean, fans still go nuts for him. Yeah, uh, he, he's just being wasted. I mean, you could give that role to anybody. And, yeah, you're and, uh, right. I just don't get it. Yeah. As a business, why would you do that? When you have a valuable asset, why, why deplete it as opposed to uh, make the most of it?
0: Yeah. I mean, and that was a tough, tough match to watch just going on so early. I mean, the pre-show started before the doors were even open. People were filing in. Um, That was followed up with Callisto against Enzo Amore, a rematch for the cruiserweight title. Enzo retained there. And then added to the show rather late, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Fashion Police.
1: Huh. Really? And it was
0: an all right match. You know, I mean.
1: Well, because those guys can go, but I, I'm surprised they just. Uh, yeah, I bet you it was an interesting match, but how random.
0: It was very random. Um, and uh, Owens and Zayn cut a promo ahead of time. I mean, they got some good interplay. It was just weird, right? Because, I mean, those are two of uh, the four of the most over guys on SmackDown, and there they were on the kickoff show. Um, well, I, I wouldn't put over Breezango in a as, category. Yes, yeah. exactly. Popular. Let's just call them popular. They're attractions on SmackDown Live, and they were on the, the kickoff
2: show. Breezango, it, they're, they're kickoff material, but Kevin Owens right. and Sami Zayn right now aren't.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, and so, we saw throughout the night how that developed. So on WWE.com, after that match, they released a short video of Stephanie McMahon talking to Owens and Zayn backstage, which was hmm. massive foreshadowing for what happened later in the year.
2: Yeah. I it can be uh, if you take away Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from Smackdown you got like mm-hmm. no heels on that brand uh, you would have to bring uh, I mean you got no one no nobody good at least yeah. yeah I mean Baron Corbin's your top heel
1: no that's what I was thinking too Jinder <laughs> no.
2: Mahal I mean no offense to Jinder but no you know no. Kevin Owens has been carrying that show on the heel side for for a while definitely now.
0: Baron Corbin, who had all of two lines stunned after his victory and managed to screw up the first one, that guy isn't like a monster heel. Um, yeah. See, that was, but that was my interpretation of the finish of the main show tonight. I mean, so this is how I interpreted the finish of Survivor Series tonight that we could very well see Owens and Zane go to Raw and Braun go to SmackDown based on how they ended that. What? It's been a long day, Matt. I watched TakeOver War Games <laughs> and then six hours of Survivor Series. I watched so by the end too. of this. Wait,
1: hang on. How, how, yeah. how playing Braun? Uh, I'm sorry, Braun going to SmackDown? How, well, how he tore happen?
0: off the Raw shirt and threw it to Triple H, kind of like in uh, disgust.
2: I looked at that as Triple H and Braun at WrestleMania. That like could happen as well. That's where they're going to, and probably that, Kurt and Jason Jordan.
1: That sure. finish, finish suck ass for the record. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was. I thought it was such a good show until so anticlimactic. The booking, the booking of that main event, and and it was one of those cases where it shows you why they're not making new superstars other than Braun Strowman and Roman but, Reigns.
1: But actually, I thought that match was really good though until certain aspects of it. Kurt, Kurt, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Kurt, uh, you can see
2: he's uh You know what I mean? He, he's he's not what he was was he injured though because he had that he had that heavy tape on his his right thigh i hope hope
1: that's what it was
2: because yeah he looked slow but he was i mean he looked slow going to the ring and he didn't look like that at tlc so i don't know if he got injured training or something
1: the dream matchups and in the sequence that they got into all their stuff was awesome i thought Um, it was i I just hated the finish finish with 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 the hokey triple h crap
2: and i didn't like that the first guys out are joe Nakamura and rude. And Me you know, we, we said that last week on the podcast when we were predicting who were going to be the first ones out. And we said, you know, rude and Nakamura, we got some hate in the chat room. They're like, no, those are the, you know, those guys are the future and whatnot. Do they
1: but, know when you say this, it's not your opinion. It's what you think the office's opinion of these exactly. guys are. I yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, that's, that's how it was. Yeah, um, It just shows the pecking order when they do this stuff. And by the Bobby end, I knew. Bobby I knew would be out early. He needs to be a heel. He looked like a just douche nuts. when he did the glorious thing and got punched in the punched face in by the Triple th- A. T- oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, oh man, tonight, I mean, that last match. I mean, the last match was good for the was majority good. of it. But just the storytelling and the booking, and I feel like, you know, we need to restate this sometimes. Because Raj, you bring up a point that we get crap for being negative. None of this has to do with how these guys are in the ring or these women are right. in the ring. or
2: how we want them to be yeah.
0: booked. It's it's the booking and the storytelling that is, I think, most fans' frustration with the WWE, especially now that professional wrestling, the caliber of it is better than it's ever been from a technical performance point of view. Right. The average superstar would have it's, been
1: yeah, really top good. of
0: the game 20 years ago.
1: If they played the game properly. But as far yeah. as in-ring, I know what you're saying. In ring yeah. work. Yeah, it's incredible today. Yeah. yeah in
2: ring. And also just how much TV they have. So they can only protect, like, they only feel like they can protect, like, one or two guys. And you got, you know, Nakamura being treated like he was nothing out there when it's just, there's it started so much off potential.
1: It started off well for him. Yeah. In fact, it, in fact he was the most over guy there for a minute, don't you think?
2: You know what sucked about this match in a way, as far as uh, promoting it, is there are all these little dream scenarios that were in yeah. there that were never mentioned ahead <laughs> of time. Like Finn and Nakamura or Cena and Kurt Angle, the history that they had, or, you know, Cena and Triple H at main event of WrestleMania. There are all these little uh, matchups that yeah. were there that were never, that story was never brought out ahead of time.
0: And it was weird, too. I mean, we'll talk more about the main event in detail later. But the whole Triple H thing, I don't know if you guys saw, but Max Landis, who did the great Wrestling Isn't Wrestling video about Triple H's career, he just tweeted that that ending was like the most Triple H thing ever.
1: Uh, (laughs) It it totally is. That's awesome. He's right. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, it was like he was making fun of himself. I mean, it was very self-parody. So, yeah, so let's go to the main show. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah, one one other thing, though, before we do, it was interesting how much in the pre-show and how much they were – putting Jinder uh, in the behind-the-scenes stuff, him interacting with AJ, I think that was something where the fans were wrong. That was where the show was not predictable because a lot of us predicted gender was going to somehow get involved in the AJ and Lesnar match.
2: I, I didn't. I didn't think that at really? all. Brock, Brock never has someone interfere no. on his behalf. It's never yeah. happened. I mean, Plus it's, it's a since dream he's dream match.
1: Back. It's a dream match, too. They wouldn't, even they're not dumb enough to taint it.
2: Yeah, and Brock doesn't need gender to beat AJ in WWE's <laughs> minds. You know, like, and they gave AJ a lot tonight.
0: They did uh, in the second half. The first yeah. half was. He was
1: so physical tonight, AJ. Boy, yeah. was he physical.
2: Yeah. And, and, yeah, we'll get to all that. But I definitely didn't think that. I thought, you know, gender would. And it was so weird how nonchalantly they're like, oh, there's a WWE championship match on SmackDown, just in passing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on SmackDown on Tuesday.
0: Well, the way they treated SmackDown, they, so they tried to build it up tonight. They gave them a little come from behind, and you were like, okay, they're not completely burying SmackDown. But then that ending with Shane and the, and the way they eliminated everyone was just kind of, I mean, it might've just, it might as well just had someone Corey Graves say, well, I guess we've settled it tonight once and for all folks. SmackDown is indeed the B-show.
2: I, I tweeted it out. I said they did a good job making SmackDown look like the C-show tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean it was... looked like it wasn't even close. I mean, they made yeah. their young stars look like nothing. Cena is on both brands. Technically Shane <laughs> was the one there at the end. And yeah, uh, yeah. Why she was, was the fifth. At the end? I'm already forgetting Randy Orton, Lockimer, which, Rude, Randy Orton. Yeah.
0: Who's for, unfortunately a little forgettable at this stage <laughs>
1: yeah, Right. versus everyone in that ring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't try when he tagged him. Was it Shinsuke or Rudy? He just had this look where it was like, I'm getting paid the same either way, guys. You want to come in here? Sure. I'll have, happily tag out of this. <laughs> um, Yeah. Okay. So the new day versus the shield They kicked it off with a big match. Um, mm. Matt, did this meet your expectations? Yeah,
1: I mean, the new day can go. Obviously, we all know that. I just hate their hokey crap. I hate the comedy shtick. I can't stand it. In fact, it gets annoying to me. But uh, once that bell rings, they're friggin' really good. And uh, especially with the shield. Oh my god,
2: the shield's fun to watch right now. I love watching them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Raj, what'd you think the match?
2: I thought this and the Usos match were the matches of the night. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I, and AJ and Brock was the third. You know, that yeah. match was exceeding my expectations. Uh, so um, I thought it was great. I thought um, they did enough, enough spots to where you almost thought New Day had a chance. Yeah. And there were a lot of spots where you thought, this is the ending. They're building to the ending. And then, you know, it kept going. And I, I just thought they, they did an awesome job. And one thing to remember is that these guys aren't working with each other on live events to practice right. these spots, you know? So they're, all these Raw versus SmackDown matches, they're, you know, talking about You're it right. the day of. And yeah. so I thought, like, in-ring-wise, the matches were great tonight. Um, they really were. Yeah. Charlotte versus Alexa was the one I thought was a little, uh, a little bit of a downer. But other than that, I thought they were all really good.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a hell of a way to start the show. I mean, it was like a half-hour match. Um, That's awesome. Great showcase for everyone involved. And yeah, The Shield won, which a lot of people were predicting, but they did, well, you're absolutely right to your point, Raj. They made it a lot closer than I think anyone thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, it took them. they did the triple powerbomb from the second rope. Yeah, yeah, which I thought... Which, have they any... done that before? I don't remember ever seeing that. Uh, maybe Big Show. For oh. some reason, I, I'm just guessing. that I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. I think they... Yeah. I feel like Big Show they did through a table, but yeah, off the apron or something on the outside. But yeah, I thought that was, uh, I was
0: thought it was cooler when uh, Xavier lifted up Big E and then Kofi did the hop over. I know it didn't, Mm -hmm. I don't think it all went exactly as planned with the third part of the move, but I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, he
2: squatted Big E and yeah, yeah, that's that, that can't be easy.
0: No, definitely. And uh, after that, Stephanie McMahon backstage with the Red Brand team, giving them a pep talk right before the five-on-five.
2: Imagine five... <laughs> a pep talk from Stephanie McMahon. Oh, that was yeah. so... <laughs> Were you expecting her to bury somebody during that Yes, segment? of course I was. I was expecting her like to the... take
1: everyone's nuts out, you know, and put them all in her purse.
0: That is like,
2: it's like one of the rare segments where Stephanie McMahon doesn't just completely dress down somebody. It
0: was yes. yeah, She was talking to Bailey like she was a child. Like, now, Bailey? Right. No hugging out there tonight.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was just very, very condescending. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it, it, as far as Steph goes, that, that was supportive for for her.
2: Um, yeah, I was expecting her to be like, you better win this match or I'll, you know, because you're a loser and, you know, yeah. show what a loser you are. You know, like that kind of stuff that she keeps on doing. So it was a little bit of a change. I don't know if you guys saw the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn segment earlier with Stephanie.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, on yeah. WWE.com. Yeah, it was on com, but they, you know, teased Stephanie, <laughs> you know, being friendly with them and them going to Raw. I'm telling you, if they go to Raw, they would need something big to go to SmackDown. Otherwise, that brand is just dying it without bad. that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's just a good, it was an opportunity to help get them over on two guys that are, that were not going to be working
0: the main show.
2: Yeah. yeah. I hope I hope that's all that was. I,
0: you know. see what they do on Tuesday. Um. So, yeah, five on five women's elimination match. Team SmackDown, <clears throat> Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina, Carmella, and Naomi versus Team Raw, Alicia Fox, Asuka, Nia Jack, Sasha Banks, and Bayley. We all speculated they left it open on that fifth member. It was Natalia, kind of an anticlimactic choice.
1: Um, Do we even have to talk about this match? <laughs> I
0: think for yeah. yeah.
1: Let's spend more time on AJ Brock or something. There was Seriously. something. There was fans some... don't
2: want to hear this. I'm telling you right now our fans don't want to hear this, but go ahead. I, I think it was kind of interesting that Nia got punked out so much by Tamina. Like, Tamina looked really strong against Tamina, her.
0: Tamina, like the best Tamina match in ever, she just, perhaps.
1: She's just there to me, though. She's just been... I know, she looks impressive. She's athletic as hell. She looks like a million bucks as far as a badass goes. But they've never used her properly, and yeah. she's just a nobody. It, it, how her perception is given off, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I know think Chris that's was. Yeah, I know Chris was saying that on the our Twitter feed as well. But I, I thought Tamina her super kicks, but outside she's of that, great. they were great. But outside of that, I didn't see anything else. Um, so. Bailey and Becky. Becky was the first one out. Bailey, first one out on the Raw side. Yeah. Um, kind of built to Oscar winning the match. Um, yeah, Naya got counted out. She, she was the other one that was kind of like really protected. Protected, yeah. Yeah. So um, I thought this was, it was fine for what it was. It wasn't bad. But yeah, out of N- six
1: hours of wrestling, really? Like, like, I didn't want to. I'm sorry. If I
2: could have fast-forwarded
1: this, I would have fast-forwarded the hell out of this match.
0: Compared to most, ma- you know, if you go back through the history of the <clears> podcast, <throat> compared to most of the pay-per-views, if this was the worst match on the show, this doesn't even touch what the worst match is on the majority of pay-per-views we've covered.
1: But think about what you just said. You shouldn't <laughs> I, have to say that.
0: I'm just saying, like, it's all relative. It's relative.
1: You There's know? so many good matchups out there, and, and tonight yeah. actually showed it. Like, if they just got their heads out of their asses... And uh, we lost somebody. Um and um you know what I mean? Let these guys yeah. just go.
0: Yeah. So then Natalia get out of the way.
1: It stupid storylines. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, Natalia tapped uh, to an Oscar lock. I'm and, excited. Uh, well, and that's the thing, they clearly use this to protect slash build Oscar further, which made sure. sense.
1: But I'm fine with that.
0: Really dominated the the match. Um so and Naya Jack's letting herself get counted out. That was also kind of weird. Um <laughs>
2: As far as the Raw versus SmackDown matches, this would yeah. probably be number three, right? Or would you say the women's champion what versus women's champion was higher? What do you mean number three? It, well, it would have been like Team Raw versus Team SmackDown or Lesnar versus AJ are the top two uh, as far as importance.
1: Matches of the night? Oh, important. N- yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
2: So, it should be. So Raw then technically like one of the three most important matches.
1: Yeah. Um, like they're so they're so stupid. What an opportunity! Even if they're like, oh, it's the local minority, local It's the vocal minority, local minority. <laughs> um,
2: minority. That's that, me. Uh, <laughs> th-
1: yeah, <laughs> that are claiming, you know, that SmackDown is the B show. You know, that's that'll be an excuse. But what an opportunity they had tonight to put SmackDown back as an A show, yeah. not an A show, but at least somewhat, you know, perceived somewhat better. Do You know what I mean?
2: A B plus show.
1: As they could have gotten a lot out of this tonight. They really could have with SmackDown, and they didn't.
2: Yeah. Real quick note, Mickey Robol. I can't say it. Ro- Who? Robolata. Uh, he he tweets us a lot. I think he's tweeted you too, Matt. Yeah. Uh, he was noting that Stephanie McMahon came out after the show to congratulate Triple H. So,
1: Th-
0: thanks for that update, Mickey. Yeah.
2: So the authority, you know, still standing <laughs> tall.
0: That's the second most Triple H thing that could have happened. Tonight. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, they should have kept that in the broadcast. Now, I mean, just if they really wanted to get heel Heat back on the authority in full swing, that would have been a great way to do it.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. I think anytime people are missing uh, Triple H, you just got to remember what happens when he's back. Right. We saw it tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, NXT Triple H is a much more interesting guy. Um, Way cooler. Yeah, Mm -hmm. way cooler. Uh, Okay, so the Intercontinental Championship, uh, Intercontinental Champion The Miz from Raw versus the United States Champion Baron Corbin from SmackDown. Okay, I had no expectations for this match. Matt, what did you think?
1: I did. I thought Miz would really showcase how damn good he's gotten. Uh, We keep saying how good he's gotten. He's been there for years. I got to stop saying that. How good he is Um, in carrying people now. I mean, think about it think was yeah. really think about it the guy who was flubbing lines coming in and announcing the diva search do you know what i mean and, and just completely we've heard this story millions of times but i remember watching it when this kid was trying to get dark matches and stuff and he was horrible he wasn't athletic in in the slightest his body looked like ass he looked like ass and to where he's at now where he's carrying dudes through matches like it's impressive to watch man he does not get the, enough credit. And I'll continue saying that, man. This wasn't some five star match, but he was wrestling a guy who I think sucks. No offense to Baron Corbin. Um, I do. I think he's garbage, but it is what it is. Um, and I think Miz did his best to carry him.
2: You know what? I thought nothing of this match but it was probably the best match Baron Corbin has had on pay-per-view in a long Seriously, time. And right? he's worked with like Nakamura, AJ Styles. <laughs> you know? so it's not like he hasn't it's been given like good have, opponents. So It's
1: impossible not to have a four star, four-and-a-half-star match at least with AJ. It is impossible not to. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah so uh i
1: tried trust me guys
2: <laughs> yeah i think i think Miz, miss was the baby face of this match you're you're going oh, for yeah. him and you know corbin's taunting his wife and beats him anyway um but yeah i mean it was kind of one of those that yeah, corbin won because they needed to put the ross SmackDown score even yes to
1: everything Miz, you're not watching this but somebody please relay the message Him, stop saying yes to everything <laughs>
2: Well plus I think they the just needed play. to even the score. And so when you're going through Dude, the matches and more to do it. They did. I mean, because they had the guys that they wanted to protect, and those guys in those matches, the Shield's not gonna lose, Triple H wasn't gonna lose, and Brock <laughs> wasn't gonna lose. So and who
1: was the other
2: one. <laughs> and then the fourth was who was the fourth? Uh Asuka. So,
1: yeah. She ain't gonna lose. What was the one before, Asuka? Uh
2: H? So Shield, Shield, Asuka, Triple H and Braun, and uh, and Brock uh see i thought aj could have beaten brock i really did
1: i know it's crazy i didn't see anything wrong with it if he won tonight i really didn't especially the way they told that story at the end
2: i Actually, think if you if you're running if we're running the company i would that probably had the way i would have gone because brock's who knows how long not, he's around. Right. yes so but knowing vince and and the way they protect brock i knew there was no way that aj was winning this
0: yeah i, I you you're giggling know. at well, because what I liked tonight was that they <laughs> didn't. Okay, so they didn't let anyone look. They didn't let anyone look sad. They gave everyone a chance to at least save face in it. So AJ got his oh, oh rather long sequence, and we went, "Oh, AJ can win. He looks good." Even Nakamura, mm-hmm. not so actually. Bobby Roode probably got the shortest end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Nakamura got a good sequence and a good run there where it was a good showcase for him. So what I'm saying is they didn't like punk somebody out. Like you're going to go out there and get squashed. You know, they gave everyone at least a chance to shine and make it a credible loss as opposed to just a complete squash. Just so you
1: know, every Survivor Series and Royal Rumble are very similar. You're all in the ring together or you're backstage looking at a blackboard. and. And that the entire, no matter who you are in any years, go back to my survivor series, rookie pay-per-view ever. The first match I debuted in, I think of team Lesnar, everybody gets their shine. You, everybody yeah. gets their shit in, excuse my language, but that's the saying. You get your stuff in every single person. So it's not like, Ooh, they did Nakamura. out. no, that, that's the formula. That's just how yeah. it works. But they should have heard something tonight. And I hope they did. I know tonight was an NXT crowd, a smart mark crowd, but still, I'm hoping it's enough to trip Vince and the rest of them to go. You got to do much more with Nakamura than you're doing.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Because uh, I, feel, you know I feel
2: like, I think, feel like Vince has just lost faith in Nakamura. Like he doesn't yeah, see yeah, it. Too. And I don't see him. It's going to take something. It's going to take something else to. To change that. Oh, right. hey guys,
1: really quick. I know we could go all over the place, but really quick. When, when it was Finn and uh, Nakamura, and they were cha- and they were going
2: crazy. Yeah.
1: The announcers were doing their best to act like they're smart Mars and talking about New Japan, and the fans started chanting NXT. <laughs> I was like, you idiots! It's your own brand. They're cheering
0: for their rivalry from you morons. <laughs> Idi- uh. <sighs> so of course, uh, Corbin won with the end of days, and uh yeah. And he just, he messed up the line. That's the part I couldn't believe, is they get into the thing, the time when my <laughs> hand went up, your mouth closed.
1: What? <laughs> wait, wait, he messed up, I didn't say, wait, what? Yeah, the so he was supposed
0: to say the Miz line. He was supposed to say, when my hand went up, your mouth went shut. And instead he yeah. said, when my hand went up, your mouth closed.
2: Oh, my God. But outside of that, that's probably one of the better promos that Baron Corbin's given. Because he didn't seem as scripted. You know what I mean? <laughs> scripted. Yeah.
0: He? They, they gave him two sentences. It was like. he loved the line,
2: but he didn't is, seem scripted. <laughs> this is why they are scripted,
1: guys. This is a great example of it.
0: <sighs> it's just, it's not, I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, this was, no. Miz says it. Every week, it's practically it's the closest thing he has to a well, catchphrase.
2: Let me ask you this: it how is. many how many people on each show do you think really watch each other's the other show? I did. Booker I didn't T. You could tell has no idea what's <laughs> going on <laughs> on SmackDown NXT. T, yeah. Like he was like he's, Corey Graves, like he made some comment earlier, like "Oh, you've never won a tag title or ever held a belt." And Michael Cole had to step in and be like, "No, he didn't. NXT he did." And uh, he he's the worst. Tell. He has announcer, no idea. He's the worst announcer ever. He's horrible. <laughs> Booker T's... I wouldn't say ever, but he's...
1: he's... Okay, he's not Adam Lee, but he's bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he's, the, he, he's the worst WWE announcer right now.
0: Horrible. Well, since... Uh, what's his face? As he ruins problem. matches.
1: He actually ruins matches.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah the thing with do. him and
2: Corey Graves, you could tell, like, Booker... Uh, like, Corey Graves gets on Booker's nerves, and he... It's like, you know, with Tony Schiavone yeah. and Bobby Heenan at the end of Nitro, when yes. you could tell they, they had the heat, but it it came across in, in a way that it didn't benefit the product. Right, it's like they were just getting you know <laughs> snipping at each other on the on the show, mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping the product. It was just like they were trying to get on right. you know each other back, and that's that come that's what happens with Booker and Corey a lot, where Booker is just he's trying to one up Corey a lot when Corey's yeah. right, and Corey's like, yeah. "Hey, Booker, I'm agreeing with you."
1: Yes, he said it a bunches of times tonight.
2: Yeah, so it's just like
1: book. I hate to break it to book. He cannot hold Corey, Corey Graves' jock in a suitcase as far as being an announcer goes, let alone hold his jock. He can't come close. Corey Graves is my favorite.
0: Oh, Corey's yeah. great. Corey, Corey's, Corey's great. Him.
2: He's the best right now.
1: He is.
0: Definitely. No, definitely. And uh, speaking of uh, the, the anchors and commentators tonight, I have to say in the pre-show, HBK, <clears>
2: Sean <throat> Michaels out there. He's, he's worse than Booker but Is he, he, it. he, he like, can't complete a, a sentence he's just like well do you, you you well that's what i'm saying It's like, well, 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 yeah and it, it's tough <laughs> and
0: <then> he, mocked. <laughs> he said i believe it's the one time a year when raw and smackdown go head to head in competition and if you don't say that you're going to be selling oranges off the side of the field that was a good
2: line yeah <laughs> that was his <laughs> <You just> just... <laughs> one sentence. <laughs>
0: just did not care which was kind of odd. but he seemed like kind of half asleep at some point i mean it was just uh it was something else i think he should be on all of these shows much better than rosenberg uh, if he
2: didn't drink i would think he was drunk you know because he's just like kind of mumbling and and, you know he's just sounds disinterested and (laughs) he's trying to make a point it's taking a while to get there and then you know charlie has to step in and i don't know it sucks because I think HBK, obviously, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But seeing him in that role, it's just... Yeah.
0: And, and he's full-time at the Performance Center now, right? He's been on NXT on some of the live dates and whatnot? He's he was...
2: I mean, he's working at the Performance Center. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, they're getting their, getting their money's worth out of involving him. Um, okay, so SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, versus the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Bar.
1: Matt good match
0: first.
1: Yeah. Very good match. Uh, Sheamus, we know the Usos can go and everyone gives them their credit, but I still say, even though I don't, how do I say this? Because I don't like them. I don't like watching them, but every time I'm done watching Sheamus and Cesaro, I always walk away with crazy respect for how good they are mm-hmm. um, as a team. They really are good. And then they have, they're such good utility players. And that's what this tonight
2: was. Yeah. I feel like Sheamus and Cesaro, they just need like, I almost feel like they need, like, a. Yeah. God, I, I always forget her name. Um, Rosita, Zelina Veda. Like, you know how she has brought so much to Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Like, yeah. she has made him way more important than he was, sure. you know, six months ago. She's awesome. They mm-hmm. need something because they are so good in the ring. Their matches are so good. But personality wise, it, you could the tell real. they like each other. They're, they're, you know, they, sure, they gel well. But, just making you care about them, they, they need something. And, yeah. and that, 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 aspect is missing. So I don't know if it's a, a third person, a manager, an agent, something, but um, because their, their matches are great. And we knew this going in when Glenn, yeah. every time we talked about, you know, uh, this show, we always talked about how that's probably going to be a show stealer. And, and this was, this was easily, great you could argue is it it's top three for sure. And just depending on your preferences, it's where you put it. But I thought this was the second best match on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Usos picked up the win. Um, Good end sequence. Good sequences all around in this. I thought that it took a while to get going. But once it got going, it really got going. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's unfair a little charisma-wise to compare them to the Usos because I think that's the problem is that the bar compared to the Usos, I mean, most weeks the bar gets in maybe three lines tops. In terms of their promos, they do their shtick. They're just they, they don't
1: take advantage of them though. They, yeah. they suck at those three lines, so I wouldn't give them any more either. The Usos are very comfortable. Oh my god, that thing's night
0: about all the different bars they were listing. That was fantastic.
1: They took a huge risk, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they started letting them do their own thing after a while, they earned the right to do that. Like they hit home runs with their three lines that they were given at one point, and Sheamus and Zoro oh, are not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, someone. Uh, Natalie is suggesting Ruby Riot with the bar. That's, that's kind of a cool idea. Someone else is saying Paige. I think Paige is a little too big for that, but Ruby Riot I could see.
0: Yeah. Although with Paige, what have you heard, Raj? What's going on there?
2: Tomorrow? What it seems like what, what people are guessing is that her ruining the surprise on social media. She was supposed to return on Raw last week. She was? That, that was the plan at one point. Oh, well. And and she was actually supposed to be uh, in Bailey's spot in at the Survivor Series at one point. That was like one of the one of the plans wow. that they had. But her posting on social media pissed off the wrong people, and they changed plans. So, what'd she put? Uh, she posted a picture of her backstage with Alicia Fox last Sunday, like a day uh, before sure. she's supposed to return, and. Uh, you know, that happens. Like, Lana, when she posted that picture of her engagement ring when she was in that angle with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they quickly dropped that angle. And all of them went to, you know, were never really featured since. I mean, Rusev's, you know, up and down yeah. on the mid-card. But, uh, you know, they they don't like that stuff.
0: I, I don't get – I mean, we talked before about, you know, they're not watching Raw. Guys aren't watching SmackDown. SmackDown guys aren't watching Raw every place I've ever worked in my entire life, I had a pretty clear idea of like what was a definite action that would piss off who I worked for, you know, and you'd think that superstars backstage would know since there's so much precedent with this and given what Paige has gone through, she, you think both wellness policy and the other stuff, she would be very clear on what is okay versus what is not okay at this
2: point. You would think it's not hard to figure out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe she shows up tomorrow. Maybe not. But which she was It, makes, there sense. Tonight, it makes
2: sense if she's not going to be on pay per view, show you know, have her show it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, man, her against Oscar would be great. But that's a, that's how you know she's in trouble. so they bring her back to go in a feud with Oscar and lose.
2: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I I wouldn't do that right off the bat.
0: Yeah, well, put her depends. in a feud where
2: she's going to lose. But but
0: that depends on their plans for her. That's what I'm saying. She's in trouble if they do that. Um, next yeah. match. Next match. Okay, after that, got talked to jason jordan backstage he said he was ready to go tonight should he need to be
2: called (laughs) (laughs) yeah that (laughs) was
0: please let the story start tomorrow i think it is
2: starting i think that's that's, that's part of it he was so whiny that you could not that was not a baby face that was such a whiny promo he's turning heel okay he needs to put some bass in his voice though he does not sound uh
0: so damn charismatic on breaking ground he was so charismatic backstage all those things when he was like flirting with bailey he was you know like like call me jj doing all that stuff it was he was so charismatic i don't get where that guy went
1: that happens with most, most guys, actually. I'd say three quarters yeah. of the guys have that same problem. That's why they don't get over.
2: Yeah. yeah. In real life, if you were to talk to them, uh, you know, they're interesting, they're charismatic. But once you put them in that scripted environment, it disappears because they don't yeah. believe the lines that they're saying.
1: Yeah. Sean O'Hare is the best example of all
2: time. Dean Linko's he,
1: another right, like Dean Linko. Yeah, wow. Dean's hilarious. He's got. A, well, he's more like Rodney. Oh, right, maybe an older generation because he's like he's like Rodney Dangerfield. He's always one liners for everything. Yeah, like a lot of that's what she said. Like, like that kind of jokes, and he's hilarious. But it's like I don't know how you make that into a character. Sean O'Hare's a bet was a bad mamma jammer in real life. I watched him super kick somebody in a shoot in a real fight in a bar once. I swear to God, he super <laughs> kicked somebody's teeth, and um, he's hilarious. He talks smack the whole time, and it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, he's charismatic as hell, huh. but not in real, not in yeah. the ring.
0: Well, um, the women's champion versus women's champion match, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. tonight. You guys didn't
1: like this, huh? I thought it was, it was all right.
0: It was, it was, yeah, it was okay. I liked it. I just didn't think they had like amazing ring chemistry. And we were talking earlier about who's protected. I thought it was uh, Charlotte was winning. Tonight.
2: Charlotte. Yeah, me too. And. So- I don't know. I, I love Alexa Bliss's character. I think she does a great job, but her matches, I, I just kind of forget about them within, a, you know, the next day. There's, n- there's really? there aren't any that really stick. Really, I'm okay. can you think of any?
0: Uh,
1: I, can, I, can, I can't Becky even name two weeks ago who wrestled on <laughs> Raw. I can't name one <laughs> match.
0: Yeah, she had uh, some good matches with Becky. I thought. I thought though when she uh, won the title off Bailey was, was her
2: versus some... Mickey was very good.
0: Yeah, actually, that
2: no, one, I, I didn't think her ma- matches with Mickey were. Good at all, oh, really.
0: Um, mm. I thought the promo on the pre show, which they reshowed with her and Charlotte, was weird. Okay, I because... know. Let's
2: go back
1: to this. her yeah. stuff with uh, uh, what's her name, Bailey, with the kendo stick match, and all she did really that good match sucks. And that ending but, was so flat, no, they buried I'm, I'm Bailey. Really, I'm just saying, when they got up to that point, like <laughs> okay. around that, that, that angle, is what I meant to say. Yeah, um, <laughs> she did good, she did fantastic with her. You
2: guys were putting her over huge. No, I think, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, out. <clears> Her promos and everything are great, but the matches themselves, I don't think, because hmm. I didn't think the matches were great at least with the with Bailey. I mean, she pretty much squashed Bailey, um, but very viciously. Yeah, and actually, some of those angles sucked. That "This Is Your Life" thing that she did—that
1: <laughs> sucks. The <laughs> matches were good. I'm telling you, oh, go back and watch them. You'll, rem- I you'll love remember.
0: I "This Is Your Life." That that's one of the worst.
2: I, I'm not saying they're bad. They're just there. They did, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: but that promo <laughs> face off getting better. Charlotte. Was uh, neither of them came across as a face in that promo thing they were doing. Like Charlotte, she, I'm surprised.
2: Charlotte did this promo on the pre show.
0: Yeah.
2: It was just bewildering because she's, at one point, she's like, I hope you beat me. And then never gave an expla- you know, explanation of what she meant by that. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, it, yeah, it was like she was trying to turn it up, but then got lost and then was saying stuff that made no sense. So, yeah
0: i feel like charlotte charlotte i mean actually it's funny if you could merge charlotte and alexa like take the best qualities from both you would have the ultimate female superstar for the wwe
1: even though charlotte struggles charlotte struggles with her promos time to time i still i think that she already is that but
2: yeah i think charlotte and sasha are are there they just need the right opponents though and
1: and they stop treating sasha like she's a midget you know what i mean They, they don't treat her right right
0: with Charlotte now, as a person, she seems really interesting and dynamic but as a character. Mm-hmm. I just never know what her character is. I hated her heel character, and I don't feel like they've given her a real babyface character that's stuck. So, well, fast,
2: that's the you know? that's the problem with this women's revolution thing yeah. is that they still aren't really giving them, you know, defining characters. It's just yeah. kind of like you know, the one one week they're feuding, the next week they're all standing together and beating up James Ellsworth. You know, like right, right. It, there, There's not a <laughs> consistency there with. And you can't get into their feuds when they're they're buddies one week. They're just pumped together in different ways.
1: That's why I had a hard time watching SmackDown after the Raw Under Siege crap. What a stupid name, by the way. Who really talks like that? Vince
2: McMahon.
0: Vince McMahon
1: talks like that. No one uses
2: the word siege. Even what wrestling fan is like, hey, you going to watch the Survivor Series? That's the only one night where Raw and SmackDown (laughs) superstars compete in head-to-head competition.
1: Nobody. (laughs) Nobody said that.
2: And you're supposed to think that that's like how people talk with how, how often the announcers and the wrestlers are saying that line. It's so yeah. unnatural. Yeah. Just drives me nuts when they do that stuff.
0: If you would have taken a drink tonight, every time they said that you would have been dead before the pre-show was over. Man. <laughs> like I anyway, think you really ran it. When group.
2: you're using the word hashtag in your battle cries, <laughs> it's like,
0: Shane <laughs> Shane McMahon, like the oldest, like we're going like, to war hashtag. Like, the ultimate soccer dad, <laughs> Shane McMahon, like, you know, hashtag, and that's what it sounds like. Actually, I had soccer coaches like that when I was a kid who would be like, we're going to go out there and we're going to go to war, guy. You know, but he was talking to 10-year-olds.
1: Glenn, son, son tells me when you played soccer, you didn't get in the game. You sat on the end of the bench. You ate all the oranges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, when do we open the Capri Sun guys? No, I was Capri actually, Sun. I was actually yeah, man, really, hey
2: I, man, I got my participation I, ribbons yeah. myself. So, Capri Sun, I, I was a
0: really active halfback actually. Halfback was my position. Hey, um,
2: soccer.
0: yeah, well, I think, but all kids play soccer, right? And yeah, you become an adult, yeah, right. you become an adult and you don't give a shit about soccer
2: anymore. No. My, my younger, my youngest daughter scored 12 goals this season, so oh, she's wow. six. Wow, yeah. against boys and girls they got the co-ed stuff oh wow it's really good Uh uh-huh 12
0: uh yeah so shane mcmahon's you know ultimate soccer dad talking about we're gonna put raw under siege Um, so corny
2: (laughs) it drives me nuts
0: and uh charlotte won with the figure eight yeah um bliss tapped out to that Mm -hmm. so after Mm -hmm. that brock lesnar versus aj styles okay so Matt, so walk me through what you thought of this match because it seemed like AJ uh, really I thought it would have been
1: better. I thought it would have been better. Brock, yeah. of all people, screwed up a bunch tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. they were off, they
1: were off sync Brock, for a while. I will say this I love AJ to death, but he is a heavy little cruiserweight. Let me just tell you that right now. He is not light. <laughs> Sorry, AJ, you are cement at times. Um, but so, so I saw him fumble with um, Brock fumble with AJ when they went to Tornado DDT at the end. Um, I've had that, I've had that issue with AJ before, but just my first time working him once I knew he was heavier than he looks that uh, I knew I had to like not rely on him to do all the work. I had to shoot muscle. him up a lot of the time, which is fine. You know, but, uh, AJ is so damn good that once it came time to go into his comeback, I think people forgot about a bunch of that crap. We're going over cause we're so-called we're, we're quote unquote analysts, right? We were, yeah. we were supposed to be analyzing these things, but uh, I think the common fan let it go. I'm surprised they didn't chant you would up, honestly. Um, but once AJ starts cooking, man, he, his body language, when he takes air, I swear to God, I hate to, this is a friend, so I sound like a weirdo, you know, uh, de-riding him like this. But, like, I'll give him credit. He, he's he got the whole Air Jordan look. Like, when he hits the air, he has his own, like, AJ pose thing he does with his legs. And when he takes the air, it looks different than anybody
2: else.
0: Nope, that's true.
1: His his body control is crazy.
2: Those, uh, did you, you watched the match with Jinder, right, where he won the title? Yeah, and those uh, those forearms he's giving outside the ring to the Singh brothers—it was just like, oh my god, he's he's, he's
1: laying stuff in, man. I, I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's he he's insane. The shit out of Brock. Yeah, I mean, hard. I I thought the same thing. I thought he looked. I thought the match seemed off for a while. Like it, it, you had Brock swashing him, and then when AJ was making his comeback at first, he, him and Brock were not on the same page for a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this match is kind of turning into a cluster. And then. Mm-hmm. It was just like it just got on just fire, and, yeah. and it, AJ, you know, I mean that's the thing with AJ. Gender had his best match ever it was with AJ, yeah. And I think this was Brock's best match since, gosh, I, I forever it's been and years. What?
0: Fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was surprised it went past ten, but um, but he's gaining weight. You see it? He's looking Brock,
1: softer. Yeah. You think it's yeah? He Doesn't look like he normally looked. Yeah. And also one thing, when, you, when, you catch, when, you hit, when AJ hits his, uh, uh, what is it, slingshot uh, 450 splash, it hurts like hell. It kills. I'm telling you. I'm not exaggerating. It kills. So I'm wondering, did that do anything to Brox's diverticulitis? You know what I mean? It was straight in his stomach. He caught that. And it hurts. I'm not going to play it. I swear to you, it hurts.
2: I, I thought he was completely, that, that was completely gone. King oh, see, I, don't know away. That. I I'm not sure. I thought I,
1: I didn't think it could. I honestly didn't. I thought that's something you struggle with the rest of your life.
2: Because I remember that UFC fight when he fought Mark Hunt. They were like, <clears> "Oh well, <throat> he had diverticulitis during his last run, but now that's yeah." Completely they did gone. say that. They did yeah. say that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: loved uh, when AJ had him in the submission hold. Yeah, his yeah. Knee, And Good then transition. Brock just dribbled his head. Yes, that yes. was
2: that was incredible. Awesome. Yeah, that I was hope people give a cool AJ season. credit
1: for that. That's AJ hitting the smack, smacking in the back of his head, sitting up, doing yeah. that, you know a crunch essentially, like a hundred crunches in a row to eat that. that was, he's so goddamn so so good.
2: Yeah, yeah. This was one of Brock's best matches since he's been back, and probably it, it it's it's up there in the top three. I think I, wow. I, I loved his first match with John Cena. That one, that match. which yeah. was just. He was so brutal. It was awesome. I really liked his match with Summerslam at Summerslam with Cena, even though it was kind of a squash. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, and his match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania was good. Yeah, yes, it was. So good. this was this was up did there he with. He wrestle his. Rollins. He did wrestle Rollins, but that was kind of I was kind of forgettable. Somebody
1: else I really liked his match. It wasn't Goldberg, obviously. It was somebody. Was CM Punk? Maybe it was Punk. Cena so really walked away like, wow, that was really good.
2: Yeah, All him right. and Punk had a good match at Summerslam. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Yeah, that one was – I think this was the best match. This Either Reigns or, or Punk. Or, well, I guess Cena was, was after Punk.
0: You know, I mean, Strowman was great, but that was essentially like a five-minute sequence.
2: Yeah, um, those matches weren't bad with Strowman and Samoa Joe, but yeah. it was
0: short, – Very short.
2: And, and Brock, obviously, this, the last SummerSlam was awesome, but as far as the singles match and, – yeah, and Brock yeah. was, wasn't in most of the SummerSlam match, so, which almost made me wonder, like, did he have it in his contract that he doesn't work more than 10 minutes – because because at SummerSlam he was taken out comes back if you added up his actual ring time it was probably under 10 minutes but tonight he went over so yeah that kills that theory now was
0: that a legit knee injury tonight or was that no
2: i think he's Uh, just selling i
0: don't know i can't i can't tell anymore guys Uh,
2: you would you would see the you could tell like like drew last night uh you know after takeover you see the the concern Yeah, yeah yeah you can you can tell uh Yeah. Brock was just selling. I mean, that's, that's the story of the match is that his knee is injured and and AJ's got a chance, but kudos to them. You know, like I forget how huge Brock is. You see it, you know, like, and you, you, you see six, three, you know, 280 pounds, but then he's been in with Samoa Joe and and Braun Strowman all year that, you know, guys that he doesn't look huge against. So then against AJ Styles, like, geez, Brock's a freaking beast
0: yeah so let's talk about the final match of the night oh and of course uh lesnar hit that f5 and covered aj for the win um five on five traditional- and and
2: they aj is defending against jinder mahal on tuesday. smackdown tuesday you guys think jinder wins they're not going to india correct they are but they they Ooh. canceled one of the shows so it's only one night jinder's wrestling triple h
1: Maybe he does. Nah, I don't know. Who, uh, who You never you never know. I don't know what direction they're going in. See, that's the problem. Does AJ have a big match coming up down the road? No. So
2: I don't know. But why wouldn't they just save it for the pay-per-view that's coming up in like three weeks? They could. They very well could. Yeah. Or they you know, they have Gender beat AJ and then the rematch is at the pay-per-view. Because I can't see them be, having AJ beat Gender, and then doing the rematch at the pay-per-view again when AJ's already beaten Gender twice. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. So I, think, I think I think
0: champions for gender
2: out. wins, or it's a, some sort of schmaz, but schmaz, <laughs> it's not schnaz, <laughs> but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, uh, so five on five traditional Survivor Series elimination match Shane McMahon, John Cena, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kurt Angle, Triple H, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. Uh, entrances took a good 10 minutes in this and uh the match didn't go as long as i thought it would i really thought we go all the way to eight but we they were out what about 20 till
2: thank god yeah because when you got these six hour shows i hate when they still go like a half hour over um you don't need to when it's that long more doesn't always mean more so i was glad that they didn't feel the need to have to go over but um yeah was one of those things um you know, like the the announcers would explain like the importance of some of the matchups when they when they were there in the ring. But if you would have advertised that and, and built on it a little bit, it would have been cool.
0: And then it wouldn't happen or happen for like a second. Oh my god!
1: You know, the announcers yeah. were annoying in this. Is what they were. Yeah. They're so Cole, especially Cole, was annoying the hell out of me.
2: I think just in general when they have the oh we can, won this match right 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 like, like like yeah yeah
1: yeah like this huge rivalry that they really come on was that
0: five-man announce booth tonight? That was too much. Um, yeah. Uh, so Nakamura was first out. Rude was out. Uh, it was just weird, man. I thought they really would have given SmackDown a better showing on this because that was where they gave the individuals, like you said, Matt, you know, their showcase to typical Survivor Series formula. They didn't really do that for SmackDown as a whole. And I thought that it was embarrassing that it was so lopsided and then you got Shane McMahon as the last guy standing.
1: No, they, those guys exactly. go back and I mean Nakamura got his shine, and Bobby got his shine. No, they did. I'm just saying SmackDown
0: I mean. as a whole looked weak.
2: The young guys, oh, like yeah. not I, I shouldn't say young guys because they're all like near forty. but, no, but Nakamura, Joe, Joe well. Nakamura, Joe, Finn, and um, Bobby Brood didn't eliminate anybody. Like they, well, those are four guys, but yeah. But that those are the, the, the full time guys, right? They won. Those yeah. are the full time guys other
1: than that's Ron and that's who should have been shined. You're absolutely right. Yeah. No. like Hunter, Hunter doing all that crap did nothing for me. Nothing. I didn't care. I liked his entrance, I was looking forward to that. That was about it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and,
0: get, and not wearing the raw shirt. Cena not yeah, wearing the what did, he shirt Yeah,
2: just, He just comes across as a douche. And Cena, the, the, the Cena, the biggest star of the company, was kind of an afterthought. Like no he, Joe, really, but, he
1: was an afterthought, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. he
2: was.
0: No storyline. Why he's
2: there? <laughs> no promo, nothing. He's like, hey, I'm coming in. I got a new green shirt. Yeah. I'm not going to wear the. the that's light, another the, thing. The, the the guys wearing the Ron SmackDown shirts, I thought, it just looked cheesy it as hell. Looks corny. It makes yeah. you look so
1: corny. It does. So like, I'm supposed to think Nakamura's backstage. who can speak hardly broken English and trying to talk to the seamstress <laughs> about I need to change my colors tonight uh, you know what I mean like can you imagine the conversation did you guys <laughs> have the thought what I need a believe? blue blouse yeah. I need a blue blouse tonight I <laughs> a red one <laughs> when-
2: I love that I love that Curtis Axel had the red neck brace <laughs> oh no oh yeah, oh, yeah that's uh, what I mean so yeah. cheesy
0: when um when yes. Nakamura and Triple H had their moment in the corner and it took, I was like, this is kind of going on. And I thought, oh, Nakamura is trying to call something and Triple H is having trouble understanding it. Other way around. Oh God, Triple H was calling something and Nakamura didn't understand. Yeah. Cause it was like, why is this going on for a very long time? With That was why. Yeah. Yeah.
2: 100%. But you could tell like, they think that wearing those shirts is cheesy. Cause the guy, they, per- the guys they perceive as stars, Lesnar didn't wear it. Oh, right. You know, uh, Triple H didn't wear it and Cena didn't mm-hmm. wear it.
0: And the shield got their own half and half shirts.
2: Right, and Roman didn't wear it, <laughs> you know, when he was wrestling. Good on Roman. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't have worn that crap. Wait, what am I saying? I had to, actually. ECW I wore one Never mind. I yeah. said, so I cut my sleeves off. thought I was cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. man. Uh, so, I guess, I mean, that that was the real turning point tonight was it got down to Braun out of the ring for more than half the, or about half the match. Um, Shane <laughs> and Orton last been standing. But then... Okay, Triple H turning on Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's about to get Shane to tap out. Shane won't tap out. Triple H comes in, like starts beating on Kurt Angle and then puts Shane on top of him for the pin. Makes it, I don't know what was going on, but someone needs like an animated gif of just Braun's confused face. The (laughs) audience was the same way. Like, what do you, like he was like, you're you know trying to trick me. I was like, I don't even get what the trick was. That he's in cahoots with Shane. Or, Th-
1: that's what it was looking like. Like he stood yeah. next to Shane, like "Hey, I'm on Shane's side now." It just took forever to get to, and this yeah. is a situation where slow burn was not good. No, not and at it all. was confusing. It was annoying. It was God. This guy's getting too much freaking shine right now. What do you get out of the ring, her?
2: They really <laughs> shut the crowd up too. Like the crowd, it did. Like, like it they really did not did. care. It was just kind of like, so, eh, it's like this guy
1: again. That was my reaction. <laughs> and that's what they were saying too.
2: Who took yeah. out Cena again? Um, Kurt. Kurt, yes, yeah. So, again, yeah, again, the full-time guys. Finn Balor oh, didn't take out anyone, right? John Cena cheered like a cheerleader on the sidelines. Like,
1: I'm cool. I'm cheering for Nakamura, too. Yeah, yeah, you want Nakamura? Yeah, he
0: was doing All the, right.
2: like, <laughs>
0: come on, <laughs> guys. Doing the little twiddle uh, jazz so hands. so corny
1: doing that.
2: Yeah. 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 So, Finn didn't get a – so, Finn, someone, Joe, Nakamura, Bobby Roode. None of those guys got a pin. All the guys that got falls, like, Shane Kurt- McMahon –
1: did Kurt really need to be John Cena, was that necessary, you know?
2: If they so I give it, it to somebody else. It seemed like they were building the Kurt and Triple H at WrestleMania. And if, if that's the case, no, then I'm no, sure it. Triple H wants Kurt to look strong and, and pinning Cena is the way to do it. But it definitely did seem like they might be building the Braun, unless I mean if this would lead to Braun going to SmackDown, uh, like Glenn said, which just I don't see about, it. No no but, no no it's their age show off. he, he ain't going shirt. anywhere
0: he tore it off he was like
1: you, you do that all the time it's okay. like wiping it's like wiping your ass with something and throwing it on so i'm telling you right now that's what I that understand.
0: is i understand
2: yeah. um, somewhere yeah. kevin owens and Sami Zayn came in they were also an afterthought they beat up shane but shane was fine he didn't he pretty much took them both out
1: that was weird too when shane took like 20 minutes to get in the ring yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I like the spot where it looked like Shane was gonna jump and actually land on Braun and then Joe came in and interfered.
1: I like Finn Balor freaking these drop kicks from hell. Oh yeah. Oh, Shane. oh
0: my god. Yeah, that was something
2: else. Man, he, he, give these guys some falls. G- g- yeah, they, give they them a fall. Give them some pins, man. Finn Don't make a them. Night-
1: Sorry. Oh, Sorry,
2: go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, go but,
1: back ahead. and watch it, you guys. I'm telling you, Finn got the most in. I thought, as far as he, he looked very confident out there, watch his body language. Remember, I always tell you guys, the best guys are the ones that know what to do in between the moves. Watch his body language, watch the things he's doing in between all the moves. He knows exactly where he's at at every step in that ring after he hits his like sling blade or swing blade, whatever the hell it's called, and then he's on to the next thing instead of rushing right into it. He does a little, you know, he, he's so good. And tonight I, I thought he was he was a huge star when he was getting his stuff. And like oh, you said, though,
0: like
2: it would
1: have been a great excla- a great exclamation mark if I'd given him a win. He would he was the one I wanted to I thought should've be John.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he would have been the one to take out Cena, that would have been, <laughs> you know, a a big uh, yep. a big move in the right direction. Yes. And speaking of what you were just saying, I want to ask you about the Velveteen Dream uh, Alistair Whoa, Black match oof. after, after we're done from? with this, because I thought that NXT, was –
0: But where did that dude come from? Wow. I know. He's going uh, to be the biggest tough enough success story, probably behind The Miz when all is said and done. No,
2: I, th- I think it will be bigger than The Miz. <laughs>
0: I'm a <commissioner>. great <laughs> I I win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, Matt, some people in the chat think you're smoking weed. Just let them know you're not smoking
0: weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm behind Matt Morgan in The Miz, of course. Matt Morgan being the greatest Tough Enough success story of all time. Sorry, oh. I, need, I need to put that on a card and keep that in front of me for every time Tough Enough oh, comes back in, you guys.
1: There you go. <laughs> um, no, God, no.
0: Could you guys imagine two weeks ago if, if I would have said, about like and Survivor Series is going to end with Triple H hitting a pedigree, and then the match is over. Like that would have, Look,
2: I would
1: have I would have been mad, and was yeah. tonight. And with,
2: that's the, with this star power, is Triple H beating Shane McMahon to win the <laughs> match? For, <you laughs> know, that's,
0: Randy Orton and John Cena were the other two guys.
2: Here we are, twenty years later. You know. I remember Triple H defending the WWE Championship in the nineties against yeah. Shane McMahon. So. Um,
0: and I tweeted it out, but I mean, I thought the the single coolest thing that could have happened tonight was Triple H gets all the NXT guys and they go all Nexus and turn on everyone else <laughs> and all. No, seriously. Cause it's like from there, where does that story go? We've got a wild total pay-per-view. That could have been some crazy stuff to go down, but instead, no, we got the old timers and Braun just standing there looking confused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think made Braun look strong. Braun, sure. you know, Braun is in that, that, conversation with Triple H and those guys. They, they protect want, him on that same level.
1: Just want to point out, I saw Braun in the gym again, and I'm two inches taller than him. I decided to throw that out there.
2: Two inches taller? Dang. Continue. <laughs> so yeah. Because Braun looks like three inches taller than Triple H.
1: Triple H is deceivingly tall, though. He really is deceivingly tall. Yeah. Braun's every bit of 6'8", sure, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So up until He's the a good end. kid,
1: too, by the way. Very humble. But continue. Sorry.
0: No, and Braun comes across great. I think he's going to have a humble. huge future. Um, I mean, he's a superstar. I mean, the truest definition of it. Um. So, aside from the ending...
2: Which so, it, so, real quick, I think yeah. this is one of those cases where what you put on last really affects the show. Because I it thought does. it was a great show until then, and then it kind of leaves a damper on the whole show it, it, by it how it ended. Did. If it you would have ended with Lesnar and AJ, I think... Yeah. You would have felt Better differently off. about the pay per view overall. Like it, it affects it. Like if you're going to give it a seven, I, I, you probably I, would have given it an eight. I would have. And let me ask you this:
1: Why wasn't it? It was the two heavyweight champions of each show. Why would that not finish the show?
2: I don't know. Maybe because a freak because uh, it, yeah. it, it keeps the score the same. You're still going into the yeah. last match three to three. No yeah,
0: to but there's well because I think everyone. Thought Brock was gonna win. I don't think it would have been suspense. Yeah,
2: there there was a lot more unknown with that Raw versus SmackDown yeah. match. A lot. Well, of... I didn't
1: care. Honestly, guys, I didn't give a crap what who came yeah. out on top of the show tonight. Raw or
0: SmackDown. I didn't care. It is also the classic WWE pay-per-view swerve, though. The idea, like, oh, my God, you got to tune in to Raw tomorrow night. What's going to happen between Triple H and Braun and The Authority and Kurt and, okay. you know. I mean, they really wanted to keep it going. SmackDown, it, it, lesser. It's, we're getting to Braun.
2: WrestleMania season, so you see the shift going back to the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the guys that are never thing. around.
1: Yes, old yeah. guys
2: and Braun. I don't like that. Yeah, they No, it's have... the problem because none of the other guys ever feel like big stars. But to me, they've gotten a hell of a
1: lot closer on their own. Yeah. Like, tonight, like again, go back and watch Finn's stuff. Listen to the fans' reaction. I don't oh, know what Finn else needs to happen. To I don't you know, know what I, else I, needs no, to I happen. Think
2: if Finn also came out as the demon, yeah, what was, granted, that, about? Why it, was that, he, that? That wasn't not part demon of the tonight. story, but if he did, he would have seemed because he did seem a little overshadowed at the beginning, like when they were doing that face off.
1: Yes, I but if he, he was in that. that
2: paint and everything, he would have looked like he fit right in. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Film looked great
0: tonight, but. Bought-
1: Yes, he did. I thought he looked like a star, especially the spot with Nakamura. What's that thing he did to his forehead? Am I missing something that he does and I'm not aware of it? What is that thing he does to his forehead?
2: The way he did the two sweet to the forehead? That's
1: oh, what he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's cool. um, a couple of people in the chat saying those guys aren't big stars. Well, because they haven't been presented as big stars. You know, Nakamura got. So, and- no,
1: go back to these guys in the chat room. So what does that mean? You want to see Triple H and <laughs> Shane McMahon?
2: What the hell wrong with you, no, I, th- I think what they're saying is that they haven't been, you know, like Finn just got killed by Kane a couple of weeks ago. And then the next yeah, it shouldn't be, be he, happening. he beats Gallows and it's just chokeslammed by Kane right afterwards. It should not be happening. It should not be happening. Yeah. So when they're not presented as big stars, and then the fans and get the impression that, 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 that they're not big stars. And it's just that, you know, catch 22.
0: And this was a chance to build new talent. If Finn would have taken out Cena. You know, so
1: simple to do, point. so simple. Kurt, I guarantee you, was kicking and screaming about beating, Joe, but not wanting to beat John. That's how weird Kurt is about that stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: And if Triple H, if so, if they are building to Triple H and Braun, they could have done something where Triple H accidentally Hunter. hit Braun and Braun just beats the crap out of Triple H to the back, <sighs> gets them both <laughs> out, and then you go on the rest of the match Should and gets some young guys, listen at, to me, standing tall at the end.
1: Braun versus Hunter does nothing for Braun, no. nothing.
2: Yeah. And look at Rollins. Rollins and Triple H. Rollins beat Triple H. It did nothing for him.
1: At least okay. But the story to get there was it was okay. It was something. I don't care versus Braun versus Hunter. There's nothing about that do I care about? Yeah. It doesn't do anything for Braun. Like you said, at the end, if he wins, who cares?
2: Yeah. But is Rollins a bigger star now after he faced Triple H and Mania than it was a year and ago? He wasn't. Now one can
1: argue the booking didn't help him. They yeah. made him this cheesy babyface that he's just not. He's yeah. still finding himself as a face, and he's. I think it was genius to put. Um, what's his name with them? Um, who's his partner? What's wrong with me, Dean I mean, Ambrose? Yeah, yeah. Because now he's in a comfortable setting, right? He's with one somebody he knows. When you're around your boys, you're gonna be more comfortable. Yeah. And uh it's gonna take a while to be. He's just not a baby face. He's just but they not, still he's present
2: a... him and Dean as like not top guys unless Roman's with them. Like when they're doing a tag match or something, uh, they're <laughs> you know they're they're getting beat. They're losing to Sheamus and Cesaro. Um. They're losing one-on-ones to, to Braun, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I just wish they'd stick with some of these, some of these younger talents that, um, that aren't Braun and Roman. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, so this was one of those cases if, if Brock versus AJ had finished last, I think I would have given this an eight. But mm. since it didn't, I think it was more like a seven. I agree with that 100%. Same score. I was
1: going to give it a seven, but when you said the Brock thing, I was like, yeah, I would have given it an eight, too. Yeah.
2: It
0: was very solid, but that ending was just weird. Um, Horrible. Horrible. And compared to War Games last night for NXT, I mean, I know we talk about this every time that NXT puts on a more solid start-to-finish pay-per-view.
2: Has there been a weekend where the WWE pay-per-view beat NXT? Mania. Yeah, in the last Mania, couple of years. when we were like, wow, Mania is
1: really going yeah, to step really up. Good.
2: And they did. Which one?
1: This this uh, year? Two years ago or this year? One of This them. year. Probably this, this year. This year with
2: Roman and Taker, and it went like five hours long, or it was like seven hours when you threw the Cause pre-show. Because you didn't remember. have some other really badass matches on there, though. Didn't, yeah. No, just AJ, AJ and Shane was like number two.
0: Yeah, Aries that and Neville. Was
2: the great yeah, but match. that was a pre-show match that had no heat. Yeah. Whereas Neville, I mean, That's Neville uh, Takeover from top to bottom was. I mean, they had the Hardys return too, but yeah. Um, that was huge. But it was like few and far between those The big spots.
0: needs to be something more though. I feel like there's it's not the thing where it's like TLC or Hell in a Cell where we go like, oh hey, that was surprisingly really good, guys. You know they tried. Yeah, they did they, try tonight. They, take they big did big swings.
1: I mean you can't say they didn't try it with it. trying to they try to do that by creating the brand versus brand crap that none of us care
2: about. Yeah. Yeah. Making you it to special have, and big. If you did this, could you imagine if they'd if you Vince and Eric Bischoff in the nineties were like, we're gonna do a pay-per-view, you know, where we face each other. How huge that would have been because it was a legit rivalry. And no I, one I
1: would pay I pay money to be a fly on the wall to hear like Sting versus Hogan. Oh, or, God, or these God. guys like
2: who's going over? Oh, that'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No one would want to lose. Right. No
2: it would, would be won. all double double count outs. Yeah. But uh, it's still you'd pay a shitload to see it. <laughs> we bought the rest yeah.
1: of the magazines because of that. They showed that on the front cover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man.
2: So yeah, uh, no one buys this rivalry. It only comes up when it's, you know the week the, the night after the last pay-per-view and it's time to start the build it, yeah. it's just so formulaic that no one buys it but
0: and now no. we got to go into the build on smackdown for clash of the champions for four weeks this gimmick oh the night where every title is defended every nice. pay-per-view every title is defended what is special not tonight
1: <laughs> except for when miz, miz is intercontinental champion <laughs> yeah. except for tonight <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah. every brand specific pay-per-view uh, yeah you're right you yeah know, so, Clash of the Champions. I don't know. SmackDown's got uh, a steep hill to climb after tonight. I think.
1: Yeah. What's Clash of the Champions? Is it SmackDown pay per view? SmackDown, Smackdown pay per view. The raw next raw pay per view.
0: February. Yeah. Yep. Do they
1: trade off the names of these pay per views now? Right.
0: Yeah, no, they, they are. They are now every other year.
2: So I guess it, cool. It'll be Raw getting Elimination Chamber this next year. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because this year was uh, SmackDown got Hell in a Cell the year before it was Raw, and All the right. Money in Bank was the other way around.
0: Yeah. Huh. Um, so I know there was a war game specific podcast last night, but Roger wanted to talk about the Velveteen Dream, the third greatest success story from Tough Enough behind Matt Morgan and the Myths.
2: Yeah, we'll just we'll just talk quickly about uh Takeover to get your guys' thoughts. But uh um yeah, I mean I thought Takeover last night again, it's one of those things where it was just entertaining top to bottom, no real mm-hmm. soft spots. I thought it was just a great all around show. And I thought Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black stole the show. Stole it. They,
1: they rubber stamped the crap out of that show. They, that, that
2: guy is impressive.
0: 22 years they- old think about that's
2: how old he is
0: patrick clark is 22 I believe. yeah he
2: was on tough enough he I, remember, he I remember on tough enough i was like oh this guy's really good but he doesn't have that he I, I didn't see that character and remember then, he was a prick everyone hated him. they're jealous of well
1: he's, he's put himself out there to be a prick for what he was
0: happened. the only fan on the show yeah,
2: yeah. he was the yeah, only one was. that knew what he was doing him and uh, chelsea green yeah um, chelsea was on the show wasn't she yeah she came in later as a replacement for someone but um yeah, man. That guy, he was... He I was like, this money. is a star in the making. And Do you know how
1: hard it is to do that character? Here's the thing. I will not get over WWE, though. You
2: know the WWE oh, audience.
0: No, here's what's going to happen. In NXT, they're going to treat him like Prince. Vince is going to look at it on the main roster. And Vince is going to think, oh, that movie I saw once, Mannequin, the character Hollywood. That's how you should play this guy. And I... <gasps>
1: Oh my god, it's pretty good actually. That's exactly that.
0: what's going to happen on the main roster. I can see Vince is going to oh, super god. effeminate him up, and it's just going to all go to hell.
2: You know what makes me think he won't do that hmm. is because he's physically impressive. It's not like Tyler, you know, Tyler Breeze, where Vince is like, Yeah, do whatever you want with him. Let's make it funny." But because he is, you know, six six whatever, you know, and. He's Muslim. impressive looking. Yeah. This
1: character is his confusing because I didn't know. Was he a gay character? or Is he not? Because I've never seen him before last night. It's, it's,
2: like, it's like a hybrid between Prince, Gorgeous George, and Rick Rude. And a little bit of Shawn Michaels thrown in. I mean, he. Like, and he makes kick. it work. Like, if someone told you to do that, you like, mm-hmm. what the hell? There's but no he, way. He, he fuses out. it yeah. together. And, and uh, I, I remember when I first heard, when he first started doing the character on, on live events, I was like, yeah, uh, I thought it was a rib it. on him. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think it was gonna work, but man, he was awesome. And really and was. him and Alistair Black, like the 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 part where they just sat in the you know, like Alistair did his little sitting in the ring, and then uh, Velveteen Dream went and did the same thing. It's like those moments, like at a WrestleMania, yeah. get over yeah. huge, and huge. it's capturing stuff like that and doing stuff like that, not just the moves, but. Little stuff like that, that yeah. just really
0: and they gave, take the a match level. they gave it the end, even when he said his name at the end, it was kind of like it was a yeah. moment, it was, it was like he yeah. could
2: oh, lose, definitely was. But we
0: still gave him the rub, you know? Yes, that
1: was... definitely. They but that's a great example of two people coming out of the match moreover. That's how a perfect match is executed. Yeah. Both perfect. guys come out ahead. There was yeah. so
0: much of that last night. And why don't I feel that in the WWE? Ember Moon had her moment, the fact they had Asuka there come out and do the thing. I mean, it's you know, I've been a casual NXT watcher since a lot of my favorites got called up, but. Still just knowing Same her here. history there, that still like really got me. I felt really caught up in her moment. And why don't I feel oh, yeah. that on the main roster? The shit that I watch every week for eight. Yeah,
2: hours? yeah was there there wasn't one match tonight where the loser also got over? No, mm. I, I just slightly I, AJ, maybe, but not really. Not really. Yeah, it's
1: weird. It's like the people will say, oh, it's a shorter show, and this and that. It still has nothing to do with these guys' care, Is men and women's characters that are super over. I do think a big part of it, and I hate saying this because I love the NXT crowd. I'd love to perform in front of them because <laughs> that would be a friggin' breeze. It'd be fun as hell. But they make it easier. They just do. As far as the viewer at home, they make it more exciting for us. They do.
0: Well, yeah. you know, that's what WWE should do. Is they should do Smackdown one week at full sale oh, or something? Yeah. Or just do a show where it's like, you know, it's like the mania crowds, like this is just for the IWC the nerds mm-hmm. that really pay attention to this stuff. We're going to make this seem bigger than it is.
2: Yeah, how much money they'd lose by doing I know. that?
0: <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was great. So, um I, I think part of that too is you feel like you're you're a part of their character's growth in NXT, mm-hmm. whereas on the main roster you oh, usually yeah. don't. They're you you're they're brought up and you're like, hey, you're supposed to care about this guy,
1: right? Whereas- it's easy to it's easy, it's easy to emotionally invest in it. It's like OVW, same thing. That's why people went to our shows; they were always sold out. You're yeah. about to see the next John Cena, the next Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? You're about to see tomorrow's superstars today is what they said, and that was the truth. I just. I don't know. I just think it's easier to perform in that arena, though. I do, and I think it radiates through your TV or your phone or your iPad, whatever you're watching the crap on on NXT. Your platform, um, it radiates through the screen and it makes the match it's so much more exciting because there's so many guys. Because I'm just like you, Glenn. I really don't watch NXT as much as I used to. Once everyone got called up, yeah. And and I'm watching. I'm like, like I watched this the sixth. What is it? The the, the three the three way. Uh, yeah,
0: the War Games. War thing. Games
1: match. Like I'm happy for Eric Young, so I was watching. But, like, yeah. and then the big dudes, okay, great, you know. Um, but there's a lot of guys in there. I just, I don't see the stars. I just don't. I know people are going to be pissed about that because they love the Ring of Honor guys. And they're we're hard workers, and they're good. But I don't see them as a single main event actor or any kind of mania, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, I see them as being, Dang. like, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper where they're the but guys to get two feet for Adam. Coo- yeah. yeah. Except way smaller. So yeah. we talk about
0: storytelling though. So we know now that Jimmy Jacobs has left. We know more that he was, he did the festival of friendship storyline. Uh, he did Dolph Ziggler's career. He did the, he
2: helped, he came up with the list. He, he's yeah. yeah.
0: But he did the Dolph Ziggler storyline that was well received. Uh, it's like, do we ever find out who wrote the Heath? We should have asked Heath Slater that like, which writer was responsible for the Heath Slater free agent storyline? Because it seems like on the main roster, it's so rare that they do something like that. But when they do it, that's the time they capture that magic. And you think that's what they would learn from NXT is get people invested in these guys. Even with Braun, you know, in their own way, they did that story to where you felt invested in Braun's matches. Um, and I just think that's the first thing that goes. You know, when they're trying I think to
1: there's too many people. I really yeah. believe that's an issue. You have too many opinions. I remember that myself as a wrestler. I'd ask like 500 different people backstage. Hey, what do you think I should? You know, there's my match. This is what I'm supposed to do. You know, what's your take? I was doing that just to show a respect to a lot of people, a lot of veterans. But then you have the writers, you know what I mean? And nowadays, there's like 500 of them. And I think there's too many opinions being floating around out there where guys get confused and don't know what direction to go. It's very difficult. They always say, well, use, you know, pick everyone's uh, mind, pick everyone's brains, right? And then figure out what works for you. Well, that takes time. Guess what? That takes a lot of time and a lot of house shows. And WWE, yeah. when I was there, they weren't giving us that time. You were in a micro, you were in a friggin' microwave, and you had seconds to get your
0: crap over, onto the next, did so many studs. But instead, we get like eight weeks of Bludgeon Brothers promo videos. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's just okay. That's, that's happening.
2: Real, real quick, Matt, I, do you watch uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Andrade Cien Almas?
1: I that's another good
2: example. That
1: guy is not going to be over on the main roster.
2: I hate to break it to everybody. Um,
1: he's just not. Drew Drew has a chance. He's a star in every sense of the word, physically speaking, and what he does in the ring. He's hard to understand on the mic, though. Um, but, but, you know, the other guy, I can't say his name because I don't know him enough. I know what he was in Mexico, but here I just don't see it. He's good in the ring, but he is not a main event act. No way. It
2: is rosita is Zelina veda am i saying her right? rosita is money she's yeah. awesome i mean she has that poise that just that <clears throat> she, confidence she, about her too and and then she's doing the moves like lita back in the day when she was with uh, s a rios that's the name yeah. from the past but uh yeah i thought she was awesome but drew um the final spot that bicep injury he was holding onto the rope when That that DDT dropped. I think he held on to it too long Mm. and uh, suffered that biceps injury. We don't know how bad it is yet. Hopefully, it's not a full tear. Is it a tear? They're going to find out. They're going to do an MRI on Monday. But if it's a full tear, that's like six months, right? Mm, Yeah. Otherwise, it's like six weeks or something. It's like a big difference between a a full tear. It depends
1: on the level of the strain. Yeah. If it's just a strain, he really gets lucky and he'll have some bruising, but he'll bandage it up.
0: Um, but that was the plan finish last night, right That wasn't like a reaction.
2: No, no, that was the plan finish. I and mean, that surprised was the last spot that. of the match. I, I was very surprised. I, at I that. was
0: surprised because Drew just got the belt yeah the,
2: uh, yeah so- but Glenn, what did I what did I say after he won the belt? You didn't care, probably, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. I said you, Vince takes one look at how Drew looks now with yeah. his size and his – yeah, he's not going to be in NXT for long. Good. He's going to the main not. roster. Yeah,
0: get 3MB back I'm together, not. man. Jinder's not doing anything. Heath's not doing no, anything.
2: No, no. You don't put him in <laughs> – oh, God. I thought you were being serious. You do not remind anybody you that – You want to make sure that no one remembers that yeah. Sometimes
0: all. I say these funny darkest timeline <laughs> things because, you know what? Shit like that happens, and no. then, you know. Not that. Remember the big pay per view tonight ended with Triple H (laughs) us, Shane O'Mac.
2: Yeah, but that you know. Yeah, I know. Just that's different. That was a main event level thing. Three MB was not. (laughs) 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 But uh, but yeah, so um, I think regardless, I think Drew McIntyre. I, I don't know if the plan is for was for him to rematch Andrade in January. And they go to the main roster after that, because that's usually the formula is the champion loses and usually, then loses the yeah. match. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could see that, it, but we'll have to see how bad this injury is. It, it sounded like they weren't very optimistic, so we'll oh, see. Wow.
0: Um. Anything else we should cover before we take it home here?
2: Uh, I can't think of anything else. Um,
0: yeah. Less than uh, 24 hours till we're back talking Monday Night
2: Raw yeah it's it's been uh we're only halfway there through the the four-day weekend so i mean the four-day uh big big pay-per-view weekend so still a lot to go
0: yeah and they'll have hot crowds and so they'll they'll hopefully put a lot of effort into these shows you think tonight was legit sold out
2: yeah tonight was legit sold what out. what was friday less than half what was friday oh no, not friday saturday so we have saturday sunday monday and tuesday, tuesday. Yeah. oh smackdown yeah smackdown but we don't, you know, our podcast is Wednesday, so kind of five days. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so before we wrap here, Commissioner Matt Morgan, plug mm-hmm. your stuff, man.
1: Um, I'm not running my campaign anymore, right? So yeah. uh, you got your business. No, I actually had to sell a big, I had to sell back uh, my 51% stock of uh, your nutritional blueprint because now with this added responsibility being commissioner, yeah. it's, yeah, you need a lot of time to be able to handle it. And uh, there's a lot of things we need to get done here in our city to take care of our police department, our fire department. I've already taken a step in that direction in doing so. Um, on my first week on the job, and uh, it's a lot. It's a big undertaking, but... I'm definitely, you know, up for the challenge. You know, it's very basic. You listen to the citizens. You to make sure that they're. We talk about emotionally investing. That's what I'm doing here with our citizens. I'm making them emotionally invest and taking their city back and telling them, "You vote for me, you guys will have your city back. You'll be part of the decision-making process." And that's what I'm holding them um, up to to doing. You know, in the past, they just get ignored. No one asks them anything. It is it, it very patronizing over the years. And that's what happens. You have the good old boy network and guys that have been serving for like many, many, many years and should have bounced years ago. But they hold on to their spot forever to become complacent. And that's what makes you a career politician. I'm anything but that. And um, our city is excited for the first time.
2: Were you were you surprised by how much you won? We're talking.
1: And see, in politics, I didn't know because I was trying to keep the math in my head of the physical votes, the day of the voting. We did have a day before where you could vote early that I wasn't present for. And then there was also the absentee ballots that we had a good idea of how many were sent back. But we didn't know what my voting was, whether I split it, whether I didn't. But physically, in person, the day of the actual voting, I was counting all day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I I had the number in my head. I could have sworn like 7 to 3. Seven people would walk up to me and say they voted for me, three versus my opponent. So I saw, I saw an ass-whipping coming as far as the physical voting part of it. And uh, then when I saw the number, you know, what was it, 58 to 42, 58? percent I got of the vote to his 42, and he's a, an incumbent. I was like, oh, I thought it would be bigger. And my campaign manager was like, Matt, that was a huge upset. You just destroyed him. I'm like, I've only won 58 to 42, though. He's That's like, huge. Matt, 1% is a decisive victory in politics. I was like, yeah. I wasn't aware of that, honestly. I really wasn't. I treated like a sport, you know, as far as the scoreboard goes. You know, <laughs> right, you and I was like, "Well, oh, okay," but yeah. I, I thought it was bigger than that. I really did. But uh, very, very honored, you know, to, to make an entire city get behind you and you light a fire under their ass that they can make a difference, and then you go ahead and you carry it out. You know what I mean? There, I have great ideas and things I want to get done, but. It pales by comparison to their ideas and the things they want to see done. They're the ones who have lived here for 30, 40, some of them 50 years. And they've been ignored for the entire time, and their ideas stifled. So my whole idea is to incorporate them in every aspect of our major decision-making processes. And we have five commissioners. Three of the five run the majority, and me and two other newcomers, one. So this was a huge story down here. We're starting the ripples of what I know is going to become a tidal wave all the way up Seminole County, all the way right back to Tallahassee to these dirtbags. These career politicians that have ruined our country in a lot of ways, um, that uh, you do not need to be a career politician to serve your city, to serve your county, to serve your state, to eventually serve your
2: country. That's true. Making Longwood great again. Seriously. Absolutely. Well, well congrats, man. That's, that's huge. Thank you, guys. Man. That's awesome. Thanks. And it's good to see, you know, it's good to see, uh, you know, regular people getting involved. Because uh, yeah, there's not total- enough of
1: that. Seriously, it's really. I wish more. I think more will, though. I really do. With this, I'm being serious. This was a huge story down here throughout the whole state because. Oh yeah. Like you don't beat an eighteen year incumbent that doesn't happen you don't beat a three year incumbent, especially if you're not you don't have the backing that these guys had. They had big sugar, big tobacco, they had PAC groups, they had special interest groups they, they don't get involved in commissioner races guys I'll just put it at, leave it at that yeah, but for some reason, they came out of the woodworks because I'm just telling you because of the ass whooping we were putting on them as far as public opinion goes, we were just being very honest with people, good or bad, you know, and just being very open with people. And I think they respond well to that. Like, I would rather receive bad news than no news at all and be completely patronized of what my opinion is on how my yeah. city develops.
0: Absolutely, man. That's awesome. So, uh, 24 hours, we'll be back here to talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from Survivor Series. And everyone, you need to go on the Wrestling Inc. Twitter account because there's video of Triple H walking to the backstage tonight oh, no. and just walking right into the wall with the curtain and falling down um it's on the wrestling inc twitter it's and he's doing like the yeah i won and then he walks turns around and goes boom right and then falls down it's kind of (laughs) funny if that would have been on the show that would have been
2: the perfect i was not
1: aware of that so i'll have to check that out sounds very triple h-ish to me
0: yeah (laughs) uh cool guys so we'll be back here tomorrow until next time folks i'm glenn
2: rubenstein and we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care see you guys